0: Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adol. Hey, hey! We've returned for another midday episode. Some yeah. afternoon drinking going to be going on.
1: Yeah, it's got a nice Sunday Sunday afternoon feel to the day. It has extremely hot outside now. Yeah, I I enjoyed the lull from the heat wave last week brought, and I'm sad that it's um back in full force. It is back in full force, definitely, definitely.
0: Um. We missed a couple of weeks. I got married. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. So now I need to drink more. Because obviously that's what happens when you get married. So people keep telling me. (laughs) Married. Yeah, I don't know if that's the
1: case. You guys, I think, will find life to be basically the same. (laughs) (laughs) So far, yes. It's
0: been three days, but so far, yes. It's almost exactly the same. Um, let's get into this. We've got some games to talk about. We've got some beers to drink. That's right. What are we going to be drinking first? Adol, what have you got?
1: I'm going to be drinking the 4-Pure Easy Peeler C- Citrus Session Ooh, IPA. Oh, Nice. Okay. Tell a I good like to beer to a nice begin with. session. Hmm?
0: good beer to begin with.
1: Yeah. Nice, nice. Again, a beer, 52 beer? I think so. Mm. Mm. I uh it's actually on my list of things to do uh, on Monday is to cancel my subscription because you have to call to cancel it, which is yes. my biggest complaint about the service. Yeah. Um just cuz I think I've had this beer for a couple of months now, I'm not drinking them very quickly and mm. it's, it's now it's come to the point where in, I mean I'm now going to the bottle shop to Get beers for the podcast because otherwise, either you or Lucy will say, "Oh, hey, yeah, I had that a couple months ago." "Oh, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm not like this is no longer helpful. Mm, mm. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I suppose it was a little bit different for me, even
0: if even when I reached for the beer fifty two box because I'm sort of several weeks ahead of both of you yeah, um, exactly. in getting the box first. So uh, I always got to got to sneak in first with the old cheap beers uh, rather than hitting the box shop. Um, I'm going to start with uh, pressure drop. Parachute, which is a double dry hopped pale ale, 5.5% I'll
1: crack that one open. Um, you got any flavour text with yours? Um, besides the fact that um, a slang for women who take their clothes off in clubs for money it are they're called the peelers back home in Canada, so the easy peeler beer is a little different uh, contextually um, <laughs> Inspired by adventure at 4 Beer. Is our passion and our travels are what inspire us. Plenty of experiences taught us that adventures are thirsty work, so we created this super juicy tangerine and citrus session IPA. Easy drinking and full of flavor. It's a perfect reward at the day's end. It doesn't tell me anything about the hops or yeast or anything, but it is a tidy... Lost the percentage. It's
0: low, right? Four. Four percent. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You get a lot of information on the side of the four uh, yeah. pure, pure cans, don't you? I do like it about um, that about the four pure cans. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I mean, it's, they want it served at eight degrees. It's got thirty IBUs. The um, OG—that's original gravity, or yeah. gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Ten degrees P. I don't know what EBC is, but there's six of those, and there are 124 calories.
0: Oh, it's got gives you the calories as well.
1: Yeah. I don't know what an EBC is. I think I used to.
0: Um Yes. anyway. We um, it, it, one of those that you see so rarely on cans that you just falls yeah. out of memory, doesn't it? it we definitely do, we st- do drink a decent amount of to, to forget things, so.
1: Yeah, it's um it definitely smells like tangy tangerine. Almost artificially so, like it kind of smells okay. like fake fake or like fake tardy orange. Mm. Kind of like Tic Tacs, I guess.
0: Like a little, a little sugary, perhaps. Like a slight, mm-hmm. slightly sweeter than you'd imagine it to be.
1: Oh, mm. it's dry. It's hoppy. Mm. It is light and thin. You can you can tell it's the lower alcohol. Like you don't quite get that velvetyness that you get with a sort of more of a, um, alcoholic beer. Yeah, and I like that the citrus is much more understated in the taste than the uh, the um, nose. The nose was quite like. Hey, oranges exist. Yeah, and this it's is all like, here. Yeah, mm. this the I think the hops had do a good job of like detracting from just the citrus punch. Okay, got really a good balance there. So, so clearly citrusy aftertaste is dry, and that's where more of the orange comes from. But the foretaste is is quite like light hoppy beer. It's good.
0: Nice, nice. Um, this parachute. Um, I, I you know I've read a little bit from the back. Didn't really know what to expect. Um, has a little bit of flavor text. Um, da, 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 da. Tasting notes: melon, papaya, soft. What hops, citra, kiwano. H B C four three one. Serve. Keep cool. Drink fresh. Mm. The flavor text, but soft. What light? Hops mm. delicately displayed on a smooth, hazy, pale body. We use the sixteen gram per liter dry hop rate to really let the hop light shine um, it's it's got a, a, a heft of bitterness to it which is really nice you're getting a lot of tropical fruits uh, off the nose instantly um, it's it's not not a sort of um, not heavier in the nose than I would have expected it to be um, but it's a nice full uh, you know, smell on the nose, and then in the flavour, those those fruit flavours work really well with that sort of kick of bitterness uh, to give you a very nice rounded beer. Even with that bitterness, it is super easy to to just keep sipping. It's a little dry, so I'm going to be going back to it quite regularly. Mm. But the flavour, that that bitterness and the fruits, they stick around. Quite reasonably, Uh, you know, it's maybe sort of the 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 fruits are kind of disappearing now from my last my last sip maybe 20 seconds ago. The bitterness is sticking around a little bit longer, which is nice. So I'm not going to reach for it quite so quickly um, as maybe a pale ale that that's bitterness maybe wasn't quite there. Um, But I I'd think that this was maybe a pale which was I suppose because it's double dry hopped. It's kind of edging a little more towards an IPA. It has got a slightly slightly bigger flavour than I would have expected from a pale ale. Um, but it's really yeah. nice. Really, really easy. Um, I can't remember what the percentage was. 5.5. 5. So, yeah, this is good. It's a good start. Excellent. To afternoon drinking. Should we start with some games? Sure thing. Why don't you begin? I know you've managed to uh, to find some time to play something.
1: Yeah, I've played a couple of a couple of somethings. Um, shit, where, um uh, let me start with a quick update on the Picross Luna. Oh, okay. Um I'm annoyed at it. Oh <laughs> all right. Um, as soon as I moved to the fifteen by fifteen grids, the squares got too big that I was constantly fat f- fingering around where I was trying to mm. like highlight. And because of the way things work, you can X over, fill like, so some Picross games, um, if I filled the square, the only way to unfill it is to be, use the fill button again. Right. Uh, or I can exit out saying, please don't let me fill this. But mm-hmm. in this game, if I, I can X over a previously filled thing, So it's more just like a marker. So Mm -hmm. if I'm fat fingering, then it's like, shit, if I didn't immediately have a knowledge of exactly what calculations I had made to make those decisions, I've now – and in trying it, I've now missed again, which has happened more than than a few times. So it's now two of the things are swapped, and I'm not sure which two, and I'm not sure – what i need to do and what what what, like it's just it becomes this weird memory game that i'm not i didn't sign up for (laughs) and then it's like okay fine reset and then like i stopped playing the game because i reset after one of those malfunctions about halfway through it's just like fine i I no longer can track what's supposed to go on and then within two moves it did it again i was like i fucking hate this Um and so uh, but I only I didn't have a single problem in the five by fives and the ten by tens. It's just mm. the fact that like the UI is I think built for the ten by tens like the you know there's those plot screens those are all ten by tens, and I think they just tried to shove some fifteen by fifteens in, but the um two thirds of the screen is sort of less it's less than two thirds of the screen for the grid and then uh, like big buttons for switching between Uh positive and negative markers and other things like that. And then it's like... And there's even, like, if you want to use... Instead of just, like, touch screen elements, you can use up, down, left, right. There's, like, a D-pad element where you could, like, slowly scroll through. Right. And, again, that takes, like, the bottom third of the screen up. and then But it's like, okay, you've scaled up to 15 by 15, and now they're tiny, tiny blocks. But if you just shrunk the rest down for this, at least this mode... It would be playable, but these squares are just too small.
0: I suppose. Is it available on, um, like, other devices? Uh, you know, like, I guess on the on the apps. Well, it would work great on, be great on a tablet. Great on a tablet, yeah.
1: Yeah, because the screen would just be bigger. But it's not like my phone is tiny, right? Like it's a Pixel mm-hmm. XL. It's got yeah, a reasonably I, large screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I guess you, when you're optimizing your game you need to make sure that it works on kind of every device that people are going to play for as well. It's no good being like, oh, we've got these 15 by 15s and they work perfectly on tablets. Yeah, exactly. Anyone playing on a phone, well,
1: you'll just deal with it. Yeah, so I kind of just, I found a free Picross game on Steam, played a couple levels of that. Mm. Of course, all, of the ga- all these games are like, you have to do bullshit tiny levels before unlocking the bigger levels. I'm like, okay, yeah. I just did that on this other game. Like, I just want the <laughs> more challenging, larger grids. That's it. You're like, um, I've already
0: progressed. Be unlocked
1: yeah. for me, please. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's sort of it. It, it was unfortunate because uh, it just sort of made me like. Well, it was just like mostly it was in it for the the puzzling, and mm. it was kind of nice having some end goal. But now I just I'm so annoyed that I don't really want to deal with this type of game for a while. So it's just kind of sour pick roses for me. Yeah, or at least a bit. Uh,
0: a bit of a shame, I suppose. Yeah. Unless you find another, which you know. I'm you sure there's at least time that have the yeah, right. you can of at least read UIs. reviews that, that, that suggest they have better UIs or they scale better. You know, for for phones and things as well. Yeah. Uh, until you're ready to get back into doing all of those smaller levels and progressing through a game again, it is a massive pain to have to jump straight into something else. It's almost like. Jumping straight through into another playthrough of like a big open world game, or doing like New Game Plus or something, you almost want to start sort of half an hour into that game without having to do all yeah. of the sort of the tutorial or the you know the little baby level to yeah, get I mean, you I, ready for stuff. I can't.
1: I've restarted Assassin's Creed One enough times mm. that like I end up being so bored because the first like it's like the home city and then it's just all plot elements and cut get building up to cutscenes and even the first city is kind of like the first city afterwards like when you actually hit the road is also kind of boring and straightforward. And it's like, I don't have save games sitting around. I just don't care. I don't (laughs) want to do this. I I want to play some of these later levels. But, I, yeah, I kind of miss the days where games were discrete levels and you could put in a little code to jump to them. Oh, very, yeah, completely, completely. I don't know,
0: um, you know, apart from something like, The more sort of Metroidvania style games, you know, like uh, or something like Celeste, which has those certain level select screens. Once you've completed that level, you can go back to it whenever you want. Yeah, Uh, it it is a shame that you know, with something like Assassin's Creed, might not be the first one, but maybe the later ones, once you'd completed the game, then you could go back and do different sequences, yeah, uh, and try and replay through stuff, but you'd have to have that completed, saved game on Your machine before yeah. you could go back in and play sort of the later levels to re experience them. Um, yeah, yeah, not quite an issue, but you know, I always remember playing Sonic, and the first time I completed Sonic was by getting the level select, you know, cheat Code. at the start yeah. and just picking the last level and then beating it, and going, Hey, look, I've beaten Sonic! Yeah, and then and then going back and playing through it sort of properly. Uh a bit like of a, sequentially uh, yeah, a bit of an odd way to play it, I suppose, but yeah. hey,
1: you get to play it how you want to play it, yeah, I mean, when that's sort of the weird thing about these open world games is like they're the world is open, but the plot isn't, mm right, which is fine, I mean, that's very hard to write a c- compelling story without you know linearity, but it's but, sort of this weird thing where it's like I have this I love open world games, but what usually ends up stopping me is like so i mean one of the problems with being a pc gamer who's hopped around the world a bunch in the past 8 years mm. 10 years whatever um, and switched machines etc is that like i yeah these save games are lost a little bit and like i use game save manager but it's got it it's temperamental sometimes like so sure. what I Use this game save manager, which supposedly supposedly links things to a directory with symbolic Mm. links, so it's everything's in the same place. And when you install a game, you can run it, and then it'll relink those things to those files. So basically, you can. The idea originally was I can put all my save games on like a thumb drive or or something, and then you know when I switch machines, it'll sim link to those, and I'll be fine. Uh, But thanks to things like um, all Windows now having a small OneDrive account, yeah. But now my Game Save Manager folder is in my OneDrive, so when I reinstall the OS, I just reinstall Game Save Manager and point it at that, and then it sees all those saved games. It's actually quite uh, like a recent... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do it with Dropbox, but it was like, oh, shit, I don't want to waste my Dropbox space. Oh, here's the thing I never will use. Yes. OneDrive's a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Oh, what, it, what what it'll, what will what will always be on my PC is saved games. Well, so yeah, no, this makes perfect sense. Nice. And I don't have to worry about it. Like with Dropbox, I use it for like actual files and stuff. It's like I don't have to fill up my OneDrive. Or like I don't have to. Like I can separate work and play. This is just a spot to put those things and just walk away. And I've got gigs of space. Even if I have played every single one of the games I own and saved a game, I will never run out of OneDrive. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Whilst we're, um, whilst we're on open world games and talking about their linearity, you've given me yet another chance to talk about The Witcher 3. Hooray! What's that then? So, well, it's a game, you know, where you're this bloke, Gerald, and you go around and you have to, you know, just break up fights
1: and... Chop the heads off of people. <laughs> my my brain and... my brain went to breakup fights like the fights you have when you're breaking <laughs> up. Like, uh, that's it. Which Just is a series made, of made, awkward but, relationships and yeah. breakup fights. Yeah. The The Witcher's this weird like um, hypothetical counselor in that he's like, "Which are you gonna do? Stay <laughs> yeah. together or break up?" Oh, which? No. Yeah. Witch, uh, yeah.
0: Um, sorry. sorry, with The Witcher three. Uh, It presents itself in this uh, way that you do have this linear kind of storyline, but you need to get certain information at certain points to be able to progress that. And it it opens this out in certain ways by saying you have one of three people that you can go and see to get this information, and their quest line is so large and expansive. I mean, it could be a you know a thing all of it's a story all of itself essentially, Um, but you can. Go to those and drop them. You know, you can get to a certain point in that and drop it and go, actually, I'm going to go and start this one now and go and chat to these people because I'm in this area and this is where this quest starts. So I'll stick around here and I'll start doing that one. And then maybe I'll stop for a little bit and go back to this one. And then when you get bored, you can move on to a new area and start something else. And it It, remains, it does feel open with all mm. of its, even with its storyline being quite a linear sort of uh, progression. Uh, you know, it's not just open in that you can go anywhere. It's open in that you can kind of start anything and drop it when you want to. Uh, I mean, it's one of the, the brilliant things about that game, the open nature of it. And, I mean, hopefully Cyberpunk 2077 carries through that kind oh, of man, quest so and storyline design that, that The Witcher, you know, at least The Witcher 3 has, uh, I wouldn't say perfected, but has done so well uh, that I'm not sure anyone has come close to aping that yet. Uh, so... We we might get something similar in um, in Red Dead Two. I know a lot has been said about Red Dead Two about you know how it's almost a living world and how kind of people move on. Um, so you know it might be a little more difficult to do a little bit for someone and drop that quest and then go back to somebody else. Because if you spend a three days doing something else and come back to this guy, it's like hey, uh, I mean I've been here for three days, everything's ruined. We can't we can't do this anymore? You know, it'd be interesting to see how that living world actually works with. Uh, you know with putting quests or missions and things on hold and and progressing that sort of way and what they do with their their storyline because red dead redemption was was reasonably open in in being able to go to various places and get missions but it did have a very sort of linear progression you know you went to this town and you did everything in this town you then moved to this town you did everything in this town you then went down to mexico and did everything in mexico and uh, and you did move around areas quite sequentially um so i mean Yeah, which is
1: which is the standard thing for open worlds. I think. um, uh, I I mean, I think Red Dead did the like why not like was one of the first real like felt like the world felt like something more like that cliche you hear about cinema. Where it's like, oh, yeah, and, and, you know, New York is one of the characters, right? Like, where people say, like, that the yeah, setting is elevated yeah. to, to, to some degree above and beyond. And I think Red Dead was the first, like, strong. The world is something unique. It's not just an open world. It doesn't feel so mechanical. And, I mean, the thing is they made that breakthrough, and obviously they can't make that plot breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, it would be really hard if you wanted to tell a compelling story. I actually think... um because it's such a generic game, um, Tom Clancy's colon Ghost Recon double colon Wildlands. Um, There's a trademark in there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, it's Tom Clancy's TM Ghost Recon <laughs> colon Wildlands. Thank you. I couldn't remember the, that's the thing, and I double coloned. Um, it does non-linearity re- reasonably well in the sense of, like, you could just fuck off to any part of the map, and there'll be guys to beat up, and yeah. and yeah. you you are slowly going to build up, in these regions to set pieces and certain set pieces lead like as an guys on the org chart essentially right mm. um and certain there will be certain natural paths but you're not really prevented from taking other ones you just need to finish but you know up until like the last two levels yeah. of the org chart um do, do you kind you can kind of do things your own way but the reason why that works is because it's just such a bland story Yes, yeah, that's true, that's true. I I suppose the division did something sort of
0: similar, Um, but the division was quite linear. Obviously, like any kind of MMO, you can kind of almost go to any place that you you want to, and some guys Well, the division
1: kind of locked you away from certain areas by level. Um, Yeah, yeah, it did. And some of it, yeah, was, you know, you had to make it to... um, you know the safe house in order to get to find out oh, what that's regions true existed yeah and you stuff. did yeah, it was I quite linear that. so that's what i'm saying like yeah. that sort of there was a progression in regions and you could do whatever you want it was very like early assassin's like it was very like an assassin's creed open world sense of like there's a thing it opens up the things on the map but even in order to get there you kind of need to finish with the section before um mm. And like the plot also built on itself, right? The the main story plot you had to you couldn't do out of order and stuff, and and, and so oh, yeah. I think, uh, Wildlands actually does shift to more openness and option in the way it, it approached the same sort of thing. Cause, but again, that sacrificed some sort of coherency of storyline. Like I enjoyed the story missions of, um, the division and it's all faff like it's all i mean <laughs> wildlands i mean no one plays wildlands for the plot though right sure yeah yeah but i do think there, the compelling there was a, gameplay yeah well i do think there is a sh- the shift that should be acknowledged which is it does feel not just because the map is ginormous um, but it did feel more open in a certain way
0: mm. that's fair i didn't spend much time with it uh with wildlands at least um, only really played that first sort of beta weekend. Never, mm-hmm. you know, I never picked it up after that. Um, it's always seemed kind of interesting. They've put a load of um, Rainbow Six Siege stuff in there as well, now, haven't they? And yeah, and they had a weekend they had- where you
1: could find the Predator. Yes, yeah. Which I am yeah. sad I didn't play the game at the time. But it's it's, it's
0: kind of um, you know I I didn't really see it doing commercially very well. But it's interesting that they've you know they've kept up with it. Ubisoft are very good at going, hey, here is a game. Let's keep keep plugging away at it we'll, well keep changing think, it we'll keep up with it
1: yeah i think they do that to their own detriment though because like ai in the crew one was critically lamb and fan like just lambasted for yeah really crappy um rubber banding and like really brute force ai and by the end of it they had fixed a lot of those problems mm and then they came out with The Crew 2, and they did the same shitty plug-and-play module of, of AI, which I think has really hurt that game. Yes, yeah, very much. Um, especially because you can't just deal with that AI because you're, you want to unlock the next region and explore, because they give you the whole map. Like, Yeah. And so now you have The Crew 2, uh, which I think if they had learned their mes- lesson and admitted they had to delay the game... Um, to get to the point where it was playable in a way that was what clearly they knew people wanted, it might have, it might have better success. Mm. But they're so afraid of Forza that they are like, no, this is our release window.
0: Yep, yep, um, massively, massively. Um, it, it it it's kind of that's one of the reasons I'm I'm a little bit worried about the Division Two as well. Uh, you know, when the Division came out, it was it was kind of hit uh, by everyone. Um, about it's it's not it's it's kind of shoddy cover mechanic shooting kind of gameplay which they tightened up and they changed and made it feel I a little bit better I didn't mind it actually, but uh, yeah yeah, I didn't mind it, uh, like you but it, it it's that same thing with the crew, that I'm worried that they're going to come out with a game that they can just say, hey it'll be different in six months time we'll update it, we'll, we'll just get it ready for you know, smash it out for that March or, or April kind of release next year and you know, by September, it will have been updated, and we'd we'll have refined everything, and that'll be when people want to play that game. Yeah, uh, you know they're missing that initial hype and sort of release window hype, really. But Ubisoft always do quite well at shifting numbers. You just see a lot of them back on the like hand shelves. Yeah, uh, for people to be able to but sort of pick up, it, you know, weeks yeah, afterwards. Yeah, I think
1: it's the tyranny of the shareholder. Like they, they're so afraid of yeah. the shareholder that it's. It's definitely not the case that they are um, aiming to make a good game. They're aiming to make a game that will make them money. And yes, it does that, appear that way sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, should we move on? Sure. I've I've been playing almost nothing, absolutely nothing, because I've just had an extremely busy couple yeah. of weeks. Because you were.
1: Preparing and then go, go following through with a wedding.
0: Yes, yes. Almost all of my evenings were just busy doing stuff. Um, but I managed to get a little bit of time in to play um, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit.
1: Which I have not yet, although I have installed it.
0: Yes, I was going to wait for Lucy to be back because, uh, you know, I know it's, uh, you know, Life is Strange was one of her favorite games mm-hmm. um, whenever that came out was that. Two, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Awesome adventure, of, uh, awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit is kind of like a prequel to Life is Strange Season 2, or Life is Strange 2, whatever they're calling that. Uh, and it's really short. It's maybe only an hour and a half. Hour and a half, two hours. Like yeah. to two hours, yeah. And you play as... I See, this is how long ago it was that I played it. was about two and a half weeks ago, something like that. Um, I can't remember the kid's name. Can't remember any of the characters' names. Uh, What I took away from it was that it felt very well written um, and very well presented. And if this is an indication of kind of how they've updated Life is Strange for the for the new season, then I'm going to be very pleased uh, with the next season of Life is Strange. Um, You're 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 basically this kid. You live at home uh, with your dad. In, I think you've moved very recently, and you basically pretend to be a, a superhero and go around in around your house and your garden, uh, doing lots of things, playing with your toys and stuff. I mean, this kid can't be any more than maybe twelve or thirteen, something like that. Um, and you kind of s- you, you get a little bit of insight into the relationship he has with his father. Uh, you know, a little bit about their past and the situation that they're in. That's all handled, I think quite well um some of the subject matter in that is i imagine for some people it will hit quite close to home it's right. quite sort of uh, it's not brutal in its portrayal as such but it's it you know i could instantly see you know uh, what they're showing happening to thousands of kids uh, you know like everywhere across the world right. the, the, the the situation that they're in um and how he or how the lad kind of reacts to that and kind of tries to take himself off into his imagination um playing with his toys and pretending that he's um this character called captain spirit uh you know invokes kind of not quite what i experienced as a child but you know i was you know as kids we were quite good at just taking ourselves off and playing and using our imagination with our toys and things like that Mm -hmm. so it, it kind of brings those feelings back as well um and it's presented in a way which is very similar to Life is Strange. Uh, you know, you walk up to an item, and your uh, your button prompts essentially say that you can look at something or interact with it. Um, but they've changed it up very slightly to kind of fit in with this, almost this younger vibe, with this mm. kid being the main kind of character, which I thought was really good. It worked really well, and again, as with Life is Strange, the music is so good. It's so fitting. Um, I don't want to spoil it because I know you haven't played it yet. And, and if Lucy listens, she's going to play it as well. I don't want to spoil anything at all about this game. And it'd be nice to have kind of, once all of us have played it, maybe just yeah, before Life of uh, Strange uh, 2 comes uh, out or high something. it's on my list. We can have like a better, or uh, more in-depth conversation about it. It's For anyone that wants to play, it's free. Um, it's available, I guess, through any demo section on you know console stores at least. Um, so I can't really say much more about it without going into it so i don't think i will i think i'll stop there um, but it did but you fully recommend it oh yeah. completely completely it was a, it was a really good uh a really good hour and a half i think i see this is what i'm i'm trying to remember now it it almost it had me it had me teary at uh, one one part i was very much sort of like oh my god this is this is like so well well done um I don't know, whether it's just the emotion of building up to a wedding getting on top of me. And then there's this one sort of really hitting kind of moment. Um, but I was definitely a little bit teary during it. Um, but it's got me to go back and play Life is Strange again. So I'm just doing another run through of that at the moment.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I actually never finished it. So it sort of makes me want to... Mm. I think on the last episode...
0: Uh, well, actually it wasn't. It was uh, I was chatting with, uh, with Moody on Out of Lives on the last episode that we did. Um, that's how long ago it was that I played it. It was about two and a half, three weeks ago. Um, and we were we were sort of uh, chatting about it. And I've got Life is Strange to finish because Life is Strange 2 comes out very shortly. Mm-hmm. And I've just downloaded all of... Um, I pre-ordered the final season of The Walking Dead, Telltale. Oh, yeah. One.
1: I don't think I have finished more than the first season, although I own season two.
0: Yeah. Well, if you... Um, I don't own any of the seasons on PlayStation 4. I played the first two seasons on PS3. Mm. um if you pre-order the walking dead the final season season four you get the walking dead collection for free oh yeah so you get season one season two season three 400 days and michonne so there's five games just that you you get for free and again i wanted to replay all of that because to have my my save and all of my decisions carry over Right. right into into this final season but I have no idea whether I'm going to get enough time to play through the rest of Life is Strange. I've still got, um, I'm only about midway through chapter three at the moment. Um, there's two more chapters in that. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead's a little bit quicker than, than Life is Strange. You now each of the Life is Strange episodes is maybe two hours each. Uh, I think the Walking Dead is closer to maybe an hour per episode. So, you know, I might be able to bash out the Walking Dead in a couple of weeks. Um, But one of them, I can't remember whether it's Life is Strange or The Walking Dead is an August release. So I haven't got much time. Although now I'm married and everything's finished, I can just play games forever, right? That's it. Yeah, that's how that that works. Yeah. Yeah. No work, don't have to be attentive to my new wife or my child at all in any way. It's fine. Just hide and play games. I've done my bit. That's it. Yep. And just come in here and drink. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yes, yes. Um you ready for another beer, perhaps?
1: Uh yes. Yes. yes.
0: That's uh, definitely that's that definitely yeah. means you're ready for a beer.
1: Uh what have you got? I have the um North Brewing Company triple fruited gozer. It's ah. mango, raspberry, and blueberry. Um Was that did you say triple fruited gozer? Yes. So it's mm. a um we have added mango, raspberry, and blueberry on top of a goza. It's 4.5%. Uh, and that is all they say. <laughs>
0: okay. No flavor text, no other
1: statistics. Oh, wow. It looks like pinky, orangey juice. I'll
0: Ooh, show you this pour. Wow. That's almost. Mm. more it's so almost yeah. ready almost edging on tomato juice if you didn't have that um that carbonation on the top
1: and yeah, it is red wow. redier than I realized yeah good Lord this does not look like a beer I'm gonna remember to take a picture because I didn't for the last one that's a good idea I seem to remember the easy peeler
0: in in its visual form at least was just a very light sort of straw colored yeah little orangey to that maybe a bit more amber than straw colored perhaps uh, okay cool Whilst you're photoing and having a little sniff, I'm gonna crack open my next beer. So I have got uh, from Cloudwater and Baskland Brewing the One Trick Pill Pill, which is a collaboration with Baskland Brewing from Cloudwater, and Brew with our friends from Baskland Brewing Project. This Hopperweiss is fermented with German wheat beer yeast and blends classic German hops tetninger and Hugel Melon with a citrus lead from Laurel Cryo Hops. So the yeast is Munich Classic. The aroma hops are Laurel cl- cl- that's how I want to say. Hmm. Laurel Cryo, Huelmelon and Tetninger. The bittering hop is uh, Pilgrim CO two Alpha Extract, as it usually is with cloudwater bears. And the malt is Bamberg Pills, Wheat malt, Vienna and Caramalt. Six point five per cent. Hmm. And it does suggest. I never noticed this on the cloud, on the uh, Cloudwater Council. It does suggest to drink it under five degrees. Under five degrees. Under five degrees. And it has a dry hop intensity of twelve grams per liter. On their little scale of five, it is two. Okay. It's so condensated that I'm finding it really difficult to open this can because <laughs> it's a hot day and it's been sat here for twenty minutes, thirty. Yeah, minutes. Yeah, mine was
1: quite 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 a <clears throat> wet can as well. Nice. How is yours? Um, it smells a little sour, um, but I do get that raspberry on the nose as well, which is slightly different. So it's got that, like, Goza sm- sm- nose and then a little uh, raspberry. Um, maybe a little bit of sweetness as well. It's actually quite a light nose. I was expecting more of a, like, in-my-face thing. Mm. Um, like, it's there in the sourness. Like, the Goza definitely is there, but, it, it like, it's not super strong yeah Um, as you can see it the carbonation is almost entirely gone it it looks very sort of it's also sort of um a milkiness in its um opacity so yeah there is so that like like, almost uh, a thickness to it yeah which is very odd um oh no it's not there's milk I'm looking at the ingredients now. It says water, barley, raspberry, mango, oats, blueberry, lactose bracket milk bracket yeast and salt.
0: Ah, there we go then. Interesting. Um, lactose
1: brackets milk. Yeah, so it's la- it's milk lactose it? as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, um, it is not. Yeah, you get that raspberry that that berry tartness. Um, right away. It's still quite light. Um, the finish is a little odd. Um, I can't tell. It's something with the oats and the milk. Like it just. Like a porridgey. T- uh, slight porridgey taste in okay. the finish, which is a little weird. Yeah. Um, it is not nearly as sour as I. Th- thought it was going to be it's got a, like, okay. a tanginess and a tardiness but it, it goes away really quickly it goes mm. up, it goes away Yay. um it's really really drinkable
0: nice perfect for it sort of a warm afternoon then
1: mm-hmm. but if it wasn't for that weird odie end of the finish um i wouldn't really be i'd be hard-pressed to call it a beer okay yeah
0: yeah that's fair. We've had several like that before, haven't we? Where they they verge on say like a fruit juice, uh, or yeah, so even even sort of like a fizzy squash, or sort of like almost say, a AD is- type um, feel to them.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not a juice bomb at all. It's actually quite understated with the mm. fruits and the sour. It's just they're doing all of the taste. It's just this uh, this understated understated taste is the taste. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel very similarly about this cloud water actually. Um, It has on the nose a little bit of fruitiness to it a little tartness to it Uh, and when you sip it you do get that tartness and that runs through but it's not it's not a sharp sort of tart um it's it's kind of like backing everything else up and you get a little bit of the fruit uh, um, as soon as you you taste it but that goes quite quickly and the malts push through very nicely um, and you're getting this slight Slight sweetness, possibly more from the caramel coming through, um, maybe from the Vienna, mm. and it's not quite—it's not quite an oatiness, uh, um, you know. Maybe as yours is that's coming through, but it's definitely uh, more of a malt push on, on the back. Um, it's got sort of no bitterness to it, you know, at all. Uh, but right. that sort of that tart fruitiness just rides through quite nicely. It's—it's a, it's a nice hit. At the start and balances out with those malts um, this is good i don't think i was expecting it to be um as as good as it kind of as good as it is really um it's very easy to drink i think it's about six and a half percent yeah it is 6.5 um you don't get that at all from it um there's maybe a Maybe towards the end with that maltiness coming through, there is a slight turn from tart to sour as well. And it, it works quite well because it hits different parts of the tongue. So mm. the tartness is maybe sticking around right at the front. And this, this sourness is kicking in sort of more towards the back of my mouth. Um, so it plays a little bit in your mouth as well. Uh, which is nice. It's nice to have a beer that's kind of doing different things in different places, so much so that you can kind of notice that shift and that change. Um, the Parachute kind of had that a little bit more with its bitterness versus kind of uh, the fruitiness that was going on, but that was more that both of them hit and the fruitiness kind of faded to leave that bitterness kind of with you uh, rather than there being this almost this shift in the flavour and this change in the flavour. Um, and this this kind of almost has two very distinct profiles to it. One right at the fore, and one right at the end, and that middle is used to kind of balance between the two and change them. It's very interesting. I've never had anything mm. from Basque Land, so I don't know kind of you know anything about them really, about what kind of beers they they make. Uh, if this is, this is more of their kind of style of beer or something that that, that Cloudwall got them over to make, uh, I, I don't know. But it's this feels very well made. Ooh. And it's not too dry, so I'm maybe not quite going it going back to it as much as I was the pressure drop. So it'll probably sit a little longer than the last one, perhaps. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Although I'm going back to it just because I like the taste more than anything. Have you got anything else about your beer that you'd like to say before we move back into games?
1: Um, No, not necessarily.
0: That milkiness not coming through that lactose sweetness, not kicking in at all. I,
1: I think that uh, the lactose is just there for the um, the texture and the mouthfeel. Okay. No, mm. I, I don't think it really, except for like I said, the very end finish, there might be something to the lactose and the oats that's giving me this like idea of porridge without the actual like strong taste of porridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think it's mostly the texture. I think that's why it's lactose bracket milk. Mm, like I think okay. they put lactose in it and not anything yeah. else.
0: Nice, yeah. nice. Um, so uh, I mean, I've basically told you everything I've played over the last almost three weeks. Two games, which is very, very unusual for me.
1: Well, it's um, nice. I like we've swapped places.
0: It is. It is. I have, I have picked up Moonlighter. Um, oh,
1: I was eyeing that, yes. and I heard mixed reviews
0: yes yes i'm i'm very intrigued to jump into it um i'm not sure with all of this walking dead and life is strange to finish off whether it's going to be the next game i get to i might use it to break up uh playing through the walking so dead it, yeah that uh, reasonable. so you know i might i'll be chatting about that at some point in the future uh, but just in case she's listening quick shout out to jen for sending me a nice little 20 percent off coupon through steam to be able to pick it up thanks jen oh nice yeah. If anyone else has coupons through Steam you want to share with us. Oh, fuck, I have. Because you coupons want to hear our Steam. thoughts on games,
1: do it. Do it. Send us some uh, nice things. In fact, do you want to play Observer? <laughs> I have a 55% coupon Ooh. on Observer. 55%? Because I own Layers of Fear. Yeah, yeah. I do like on Steam how
0: developers do this. Here's, yeah. a nice, here's a nice discount code because you've supported
1: us in the past and own, own one of our games. Oh, I, might, I forgot. I, I, Hilariously, Observer is actually on my wish list. I had just forgot. <laughs> uh, and the other only other coupon I have is um, 50% off of Fidel Dungeon Res- Rescue. Because I own The Witness, which I suspect... Oh, you don't own the Witness on Steam, do you? No, no, I had that on PlayStation. Yeah, I was going to say. Otherwise, um, you, you would have got this coupon. What was it called? Fidel Dungeon... Dungeon Rescue. I don't know mm. why this is... Uh, this is, like, nothing to do with... What's his name from um, The Witness?
0: No, and it might be that... They've looked at games that are similar to them, oh, yeah. uh, uh, and push, try to push them out to people that might be interested. You know,
1: yeah, it's a puzzle crawler. Find the perfect path through mo- path through monsters and treasure in this critically acclaimed puzzle crawler. Oh, it's a, I will send you a link. It is a weird looking game.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Uh, this makes for great podcasting. By that, does, you can play yes. along the, at home by googling Fidel Dungeon. Rescue, <laughs> and then you can also get the link right now. <laughs> Let's um, have a look. Oh god, there's a dog. Right?
0: What's the dog got to do with anything? I think he's Fidel. Oh, that's Fidel. I was I was imagining Castro more than uh, more than Fido? A dog, perhaps. But yeah, Fidel Castro. It looks like you. you know.
1: It's like a, a kind of like a maze. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, it looks like it. Oh, I expected Fidel to be a lot smaller than that spider, but yes. Um,
1: okay, yeah, a little. Um, not sh- really sure how this links in with the witness that much. I'm assuming so. This is also a one man shop, right? Daniel Ben Murgui is the um, publisher and developer, and he's got a couple other developers, which are you know named people. So okay. I suspect it, he must know what's his name from the witness and made a deal or something like
0: that. Yeah, possibly, possibly.
1: Well, I have a friend who wants this game, I should send them the coupon.
0: Yeah, do that. That's always nice.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not that expensive. It's only even, £7. I don't
1: even know who this friend is.
0: Uh, well. Blech. There's nothing there. Their name is that.
1: Zero Byte, and they're from the Philippines.
0: That's not anyone I know.
1: Yeah. Shall we oh, well. move
0: on yeah, sure. to actual things we have played, <laughs> rather than things we may hypothetically play at some point in the future? Um, so as I said, yeah, that that's all the games I've played, man. So you're you're up again. I'm up a game. As as we yeah, as we as
1: we switch positions. Um yeah. Uh. So what have I played? Um. I have played uh, Lego City Undercover. Oh. Because I felt like playing a Lego game, and it was the new. I was like, oh, it's the newest. Let's see how well the. I'm used to the non-talking Legos, and there's, um, or like like small cutscenes with muttering, like the original Lego Batman. Yeah, uh, and now everything's animated with mouth movements and stuff, and like the Legos don't move like Legos because they're basically just animated. So like their arms move in ways Legos can't. And
0: so it's is it um, is this linked to a film, or is it just sort of in that the the style that kind of like the Lego films of. No, it, it's so it's, it's on, not right? it's
1: it's it's set in Lego City, so it's um like a Lego licensed licensed game, right? Okay, um, and it stars <laughs> a guy. So I think the I don't know, but I think this Chase McCain has been on. I think he was um uh, the main character of a Lego City cop game from the past, right? But this is like an open world. What if Lego was GTA kind of? Oh, okay. Well, not quite GTA. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, like, you just can you, you blow your whistle and every car stops. But you, you can just hop into any car. Mm. All the cars break as you bash them up. That's cool. Um, nice. Yeah, which so, is nice. So
0: using sort of Lego uh, mechanics as yeah, such. Yeah,
1: except I don't like that you collect pieces um, as well as money, like uh, whatever you, what they're called, studs. Yeah. Uh, um, and the pieces as like you can come up to specific magic plates which allow you to build things and as you progress in the game you can build different things like so the first one of these you encounter you in the plot you need a car and you are taught how to use when you find these plates how to build from your build the store and right now the only option i have is um basically car shop right yeah yeah and then as you unlock more cars in the game these things will let you churn them out as much as you want you can unlock disguises which are essentially just play as a different minifig but those are again you swap at specific spots Mm. except you also have a wheel carousel for disguises which is different from people (laughs) Um, it's a lot there like i unlocked the grappling hook so now they've imported the grappling hook mechanic from batman the batman games why not um my biggest complaint is uh I mean, now that I've finished a couple chapters, it says free-run mode is open, so I'm not sure. I haven't checked, but maybe I can save whenever I want. But before, I couldn't. And so I played half a chapter one. Like, I, I did the intro scene, got to the cop shop, did most of the cop shop area, turned it off, turned it back on again, and bam, had to redo all of the cutscenes. Yeah. And they're not yeah. skippable. Oh. And I was like, this is pain. Mm-hmm um and so but like when you get unlockables it'll auto save yep but not yeah so it saves the
0: unlockable but not your story sort of progression well
1: i'm not sure because i can't remember if i got any of these secret unlockables in that first 20 Uh, 30 minutes right yeah yeah um but it it, yeah like i said i mean the 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 plot is specifically supposed to be generic action movie plot right where you're the cop trying to hunt down the evil mastermind um, Does he? It, ha,
0: you know, who, whose persona have they taken? Is it sort of uh, an Arnie-style McBain? Is it Jean Claude Van Dam? Is it? Is it? You know, um, Jackie Chan? You know, um, what kind no. Of, what Chase kind of McCain is like
1: like blonde super cop. Okay, so charming, slightly demure. He. The plot is basically you caught the bad guy last time around, uh, um, but. You also exposed the one witness um, who came forward. So she had to go into witness protection. And for reasons that aren't aren't clear to me right now, the deputy, the bumbling deputy chief of police um, got the credit for catching the bad guy. And then you Uh, had to work overseas. Now the mayor, now the guy is broken out of prison and the mayor has called you from overseas. So your first like scene, the first cut scene is you and a sea captain on a ship crashing into the pier. Because you come back <laughs> right. to the city, okay. A good way to
0: enter, yeah. I it suppose was pretty good. Like flying on, in on a seaplane, you mm. know? No, no,
1: it was on a on a on a boat. Sorry. Oh, mm. okay. Um, and then yeah, and then you immediately hop in a car and drive to the playstation or do whatever you want. But what's nice. interesting is, um, you get a lot of abilities and they so, but like, because it's a kids' game, yeah. Like it's much more kidsy than like Marvel was, I think, in the sense of oh, really? like. Lo- okay. Well, it just feels like the tone is much is, is even e- even younger, so that you, younger kids could play because it's a Lego City game rather than a licensed game. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's a lot of things that are secrets that are just out in the open, but you haven't, but they've got a lock sign because mm-hmm. you haven't unlocked the ability, and you're like, oh, okay. Well. and then there are a couple <laughs> secrets I've stumbled upon, which. By you, like I got access to the scanner. Where basically, there's an icon that says this. There's something scannable around here, and then you have to follow a path which illuminates until something. Until you get to a point, uh, and then a, an X appears, and use the X. And so I was like, okay, I've got. The, I found one of the secrets, which is on the mini map. But because I have access to this gear, I can use it, and it unlocked a thing with a lock sign.
0: Oh really? I was like, oh,
1: this is bad game
0: design. Oh, no. So, so like, like I, sort of, you're just walking around going, I may come back here at some point. Yeah. I won't, I won't come but
1: back. But, like, I, I unlocked, like, parkour, essentially. Right. Um, But what was interesting is, I, they, like, I just finished chapter three or whatever, and I unlocked parkour. But then it showed the police station and showed st- studs appearing on the walls, like, on the out- exterior walls of the police station. Mm. So... Not only are there things that are locked, that are, like, shown this is a thing, but there's a lock sign. But there's also things that in the world aren't available until you unlock the ability. Like, literally, it Mm -hmm. added to the world when I unlocked the ability. And I was like, oh, God. So now there's, like, skill-based unlockables, which you need but know where they are, but also skill-based unlockables where they literally don't exist until you unlock them. And I was like, ugh. Um, so I think um, I might go to one of the older games like Harry Potter or something. Or um, I can't. My, I almost 100 percented Batman and I lost the save, and so I feel just can't quite go back to that game. Mm, but I really mm. enjoyed the first Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've um I've only ever played the um the Star Wars ones. Mm, um, they were okay. Yeah, they were. They were fine. I mean, we I played them. Um, like co-op with my my youngest brother. Oh, I mean that's the kid know, he, he, was play a, with he was he was a kid. Yeah, you know, he was a kid when they came out. Uh, so they were sort of like the perfect games for for him to play and for us to kind of sit there with him and play. Uh, and I always enjoyed them, you know, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I, I you know I liked the the idea of it and going through and you know switching between the different kind of characters and stuff to unlock different things and I like how they kind of gamified Star Wars in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course, they're not kind of like the... For me, at least, they're not the best kind of Star Wars games. I've always preferred sort of, you know, like Rogue Squadron and stuff like that, or Dark <laughs> Forces and things. Uh, so they're just, they're just fun, yeah. aren't they, really? Uh, which, I mean, is what you want from LEGO.
1: Yeah. So so the, uh, the LEGO, um, what I d- find frustrating is it can be two-player, which I think you get the, like, doofy deputy or, like, low-ranking idiot ginger character as your second character okay. not
0: not just like street cop number yeah one. no
1: i think I, i'm pretty sure that he just comes along in the missions like he's in a lot of the cutscenes, so he clearly yeah. like, like i think they've they probably designed it such that it makes sense if he was there or wasn't mm-hmm. um but like what i really liked about it, especially this star wars games did particularly well was like you ended up having a troop of people in some of the yes. scenes yeah and, and so you could actively switch between them and this feels mm-hmm. very much like the chase mccain story okay which is kind of boring, yeah. Like you could yeah. have done an ensemble thing. Uh, I mean, I mean, having said that, like when they have the first the, the department meeting about Rex Murphy or whatever the fuck the bad guy's name is, I've already forgotten. Um, <laughs> the uh, all the other cops are like, like you've got Sherlock Holmes and, and Watson, you've got Columbo, oh, really? you've got like clearly the chips guys and the Miami yeah, yeah. guys do a half scene and most of them don't talk. They're just like, they do a quick animation. That's like a, a callback to like their nonsense, mm. which I thought was kind of nice. Although they, they were just as poorly representative female wise as other, like there's clearly yes. yeah like your the, the lady who does like gives out gear and stuff is, is a woman. Um, the quartermaster, the sec- yeah, the the secretary of the front is a woman. Uh, there mm. seems to be another detective in the sh- in the in the game that's probably going to help you and be on par. Yeah. That's a woman, but she's not actually appeared. Mm. So there is no. There's no Cagney and Lace. Yeah, it was just like, it just sucks that like there are female cops in pop yeah. culture. They could have like thrown into these throwaway scenes, and they. I bother. mean, even, they
0: could they, they could even have have tried to to pull from somewhere else. You know, there's no Jessica Fletcher. That's yeah. what I want. I want Jessica Fletcher Lego
1: game. Yeah, that. I, yeah, you want to be in? Oh, fuck, what was that Cabot Cove? Is that the God, name? of the town? I don't town? remember what the name of the town is. Um, yeah. yeah. You you want and you want to be in that city that no one wants to live in because they'll all die because they <laughs> in horrible
0: horrible ways and the only person that can solve it is a writer as a mystery novelist
1: yeah brilliant I, I just found out um, it is Cabot Cove I'm the best um, I just found out that uh, the creators and uh, of Murder She Wrote uh, or at least like showrunners yeah uh, people who ha- had helmed columbo for a long time oh really and so a lot of the character actors and writers shift, like move throughout both shows no way so yeah murder Wrote and columbo have like, like a lot of the writers and directors,
0: shared, sh- are they a shared universe they're not
1: a shared universe oh. per se um, okay it's not the same character actors go no across, but character actors not the, yeah. not the
0: characters yes yeah, yeah okay Okay, that's a shame. Oh, Oh, wait, so maybe... Good. Hold on. I, I oh, might be wrong. Is this where we find out that there's some kind of crossover? Uh, Did Jessica Fletcher marry Columbo
1: at some point? <laughs> no, but uh, there was a Mrs. Columbo show starring Star Trek Voyager's captain... Um, Janeway? Yeah. What's the... hate Mulgrew, yeah. No. Yeah.
0: So oh no! The, so, so, slight...
1: so this is just fa- fans are saying because there were such close um, productions, they <laughs> um, were wanting okay. a crossover. Okay. God damn! It. So, because okay. I, I typed Murder She Wrote Columbo and then it gave me the autofill of crossover and I was like, what? Yeah. Quick quick side thing. note: I didn't realize that. Um,
0: I, I I just didn't click for me watching through Orange is the New Black that that Red, is Kate Mulgrew. That she was Janeway. Just, you didn't know just, that? Just, just, just didn't know that. Wow. I, I just, it just didn't realize it until maybe, what are we on now, season four? I think maybe like partway through season two. I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. That's really funny. Uh, it just, just clicked instantly. And I'm just like,
1: fuck me. I've just gone like a season and a half, two seasons with having absolutely really no idea. Like, That's funny. Um, guess who was uh, on an episode of Murder, She Wrote, though? Dick Van Dyke. Magnum P.I. Oh.
0: Getting old Tom in there. Nice. nice. Yeah. Or was it just his moustache?
1: No, it was him, apparently. Oh. In character?
0: Or... Let's see. Yep. I like I like. where we've gone to. This is a
1: nice, relaxed Sunday afternoon show. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we have We to daytime TV. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, no. It, the, the plot is... Um, Uh, TV's favorite mustache sporting detective keeping his cool awaiting help from someone he assumes is a male investigator named JB Fletcher when mystery writer Jessica Fletcher shows up (laughs) Thomas Magnum's pride is threatened almost as much as the targets of the episode's hitman (laughs) brilliant wondering what sent Fletcher to Hawaii to bring about these delightful exchanges she was on vacation of course (laughs) Oh, that's great Uh, I have to seek this
0: out now yeah, I might have to watch that episode. Yeah, this is what the rest of the day now entails,
1: just Murder, She Wrote, and yeah. every kind of crossover The, the that episode we find. The episode is called uh, Magnum on Ice. Ooh, ooh I'm going to write it down, hang on. That's very good as well. <laughs> yeah, right? Considering there's ice lollies called that. Um, nice. Oh, wait, wait, hold on a second, this changes everything. Uh, sorry, no, it's just um uh, Magnum PI also crossed over with Hawaii five O and Simon and Simon, which means all four of them are in a shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I'm really sad there wasn't a the Columbo one because that would mean Magnum PI and Columbo could have been in Hawaii five O universe as well.
0: Oh my god This is where we find out
1: All of them Yeah Absolutely all of them Are just in the same Shared universe I think think that's the thing About like 80s crossovers No one really understood What what a crossover could mean Yeah (laughs) You know Like it wasn't Like I mean I suppose That's
0: the thing isn't it There's People don't you know, shared universe, I guess, is a very is quite a modern term, really. You know, you know, people talk about like the
1: MCU and stuff like that. Uh, a very produced idea, rather than a yes, yeah. Just a quick cash in. Well, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like these are procedurals that were built in the yeah. heyday of procedurals, yeah. where yeah. everything resets at the end of the uh, end of the episode, mm-hmm. really. So the universe is is sort of viewed as a snapshot. Because of that, when completely. you throw Magnum PI and Murder She Wrote for a snapshot, it doesn't have any impact on the real universe. Because the whole point is, we're doing the reset cycle loop. Writing, loop. it could. It, I mean, it's almost
0: uh, the idea that like procedurals are kind of like Groundhog Day, isn't it? They, they could be the same week.
1: Yeah, exactly. In, right.
0: On the same year, sort of thing. Uh, you know, just because one person gets murdered doesn't mean that the next week somebody else gets murdered which is you know Cabot Cove isn't the the town of thousands and thousands of murders because it's actually just one murder in a different situation different scenario a different person that just plays out over the same period of time
1: yeah I mean you you get some sense of like the police know she's helped with crimes before but there's no way that like the world could operate if for five years straight, she solved 22 murders in a small town. Like, someone would have... The world would be impacted by that.
0: Yeah, it would. I wonder I wonder how much they do deal with that. Whether suddenly, you know, in season five or something, she goes to a different location. And people are like, oh, you're this person. You know, prolific... Crime solver Jessica Fletcher. I've, ne- I've never read any of your books. I don't know you as an author. I know you as this person who's solved all of these crimes. Yeah, I
1: suspect, um, yeah, I suspect that they wouldn't because the whole point is that she's like, so I think, I'm not 100% sure because it's been years, but I think Jessica Fletcher, like, had a previous relationship with the police department, so they're already open. Like, it's not one, it's okay, not like, okay um while well, if you shift to things like something like Castle like there like there's there's a sense of time in that show because yeah, like yeah. throughout even like the a- first season which I don't think I watched a f- couple seasons of it but like he earns the trust of the police department because his hunches make sense right yep yep and and, uh, and there there that's a living universe not a procedural yes. universe even though it's a procedural cop style show right like they that's that's the difference is they've shifted so the universe ages slowly um even though they're trying to do the same type of nothing really nothing much changes right yeah but you can never of, really they're, have they're
0: serialized rather than sort of procedural aren't they uh, same as things like medium and stuff like the more modern sort of shows yeah. or detective shows and cop shows are are, are um, they they sort of all exist on this timeline rather than it being, you know, uh, with those procedural shows it could always be the same week just played out yeah. in a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have Castle's fucking rig- ridiculous um will they won't they with whatever the fuck is I can't even remember his uh, partner's name now. Um but like the that took like that will they won't they I think that shows the problem of these like do trying to do the procedural thing where it's a loop but also giving it a, some stability to the universe because it makes it so stupid how long it takes for people to like even attempt to get together and then there will be something that pushes them apart for half a season or a season yeah. even after yeah. they've already kissed because the writing like trope wants you to keep all of the things the same And then the like arc trope is like, no, come on, something has to change. Yeah, we have to move forward. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I suppose that's why maybe shows, um,
0: things. I mean, Quantum Leap came a little bit after, say, a lot of these procedural shows. Uh, obviously, a lot before a lot of these more modern shows that we're talking about. But Quantum Leap is almost that shift between where it was a different situation, different story every week, but it was always this progression as well. Uh, Um, yeah i mean although it was always about him jumping between bodies and moving through and this idea that he would jump at some point to kind of get home but it always presented this unique kind of situation it could have been anything you know on on any episode really
1: yeah i think that's a good point was like it is literally the same loop every episode um but because of the nature of the show it didn't matter it 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 could be read as the same generic procedural loop, or it could be read as he's these are different struggles of his and that get, like and they didn't even have to do anything in the writing to show the difference of the two just because of the nonsense yes. like the sci fi elements just made that possible. Yeah, yeah, completely. Completely.
0: a... go on, go on. I was, I was saying mate, in a way mate. I
1: think that's like also one of the big differences between post-season one, TNG, and the and mm. Star Trek, the original series, as well as they started to treat the universe as its own beast, while yeah. the original series was all bottle episodes, really. Completely, like, yeah, yeah. And, like, season one of, of TNG wasn't great. No,
0: um, no. no. TNG, the first season of TNG, even, even say, the first half of, of season two, just, just wasn't very good. You know, uh, um, <sighs> Patrick Stewart took a little while to kind of to find the the well, perfect the, Picard, didn't he yeah, really?
1: The the the, um, the writers also did because, like, I just rewatched the pilot uh, encounter at Firepoint, which is still excellent sci-fi. But like, yeah, his whole like I'm so afraid of kids thing is so <laughs> awkward and like Wesley. Yeah, but like, it's not like I don't know how to deal with kids, and I'm a brusque like he was very brusque in the show but then hey like Mm. one of his only moments of vulnerability was like Riker, i need to ask you one favor i'm shit with kids and i am in charge of kids can you make sure i don't put my foot in my mouth i'm like this does not make sense with what you've shown us like him being like this like i've just met you i've been harsh on you i've made you redock the saucer section manually because i'm a (laughs) dick just to see how things go um, and now I'm like telling you my biggest fear and I- I'm going to ask you to help me prevent putting my foot in my mouth, which is the thing you can't actually do. Nor yeah. do I know if you could even detect these things. Cause I know nothing. None of it makes sense, but they're just trying to like give him something. And it's mm. like, oh, this is bad writing. It's also yeah, so not yeah. Picard, right? Speaking of which. <gasps> I'm
0: so happy. Yeah. I'm so, if you, so if fucking you, happy. By the
1: time this comes out, if you haven't heard there uh a new star trek show is in the works starring patrick stewart as aged jean-luc picard yes. which is amazing i
0: want i say as soon as I, I we've heard about this for a little while that he's been in talks that they've been they've been chatting about it a little bit but it's kind of official now uh, and i've been thinking for a while about what i actually want and i think i want some kind of um <sighs> shit it's gone from my mind What's the fucking Federation school called for all the kids Starfleet to learn? Academy. Starfleet Academy. I want some kind of Starfleet Academy show where Jean-Luc is, you know, like their tutor or oh, something wow. like that. Uh, which then would lead into all of them going off into being, you know, maybe Jean-Luc's only in it for
1: one season perhaps. Mm. Uh, and it's them then leading into them going on to being on yeah, starships and things like that. <sighs> I'm a little worried that it'll be too fan servicey, yeah, yeah, like like the end of i mean have you seen all of disco
0: Mhm I, I was
1: have, yes. kind of annoyed that the very end of disco was Pike's Enterprise. I was like, you've just shown yeah. that you can be your own universe mm-hmm. that you don't need to why, yeah, and they dragged
0: it in i I wasn't taken at all with the trailer that they showed at um
1: Comic Con or whatever. Comic Con. I haven't actually um, seen it yet. I've I watched. A...
0: I watched the panel as well. They didn't really give very much. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really, wasn't really taking that. I'll watch it, and I, yeah. you know, I hope for sort of good things. I really enjoyed the first season. It's one of my favorite TV shows from last year. Uh, but, yeah, I finally I mean, I...
1: watched it this past week when I yes. should have been working, and it yeah. was good.
0: I'm mean, I'm much more excited about Picard's new adventures.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that's oh. easy to, to do because it could be good and, you know, kind of wet the tone. I mean, I really oh, like oh this go. Oh, my God. Oh,
0: my God. You know, so, so you know, think back to Dean Cain's Superman and that show was called The New Adventures of... Uh, Lois and Clark. Lois new new and Clark. Superman. Yeah. yeah. What if this was The New Adventures of Picard and Beverly?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's just... It's oh, just my about God, them I didn't even think living, about this. Living together... On some kind of rural estate in the French oh, countryside. Oh, I would love to
1: see modern day Will Wheaton back in the Trekiverse as not there annoying we go, Will man. Wheaton. There we Wesley go. Wesley Crusher. Oh my god! I didn't even. I it hadn't even connected that Will Wheaton could come back and fix the broken character that is Wesley think, Crusher. Think of the possibilities.
0: Oh, that's really good. That is good. That is good. Right, let's finish there. I don't think we're gonna get better than
1: that. Oh yeah. Um. Next time we'll episode. talk about the other games that we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. To? Uh, you know how long it's been since Lego i've City said Undercover.
0: that <laughs> yes it's been a while it's yeah. been a while it's fine we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna record early
1: next week so yeah our, and, and while our the, time together will be that lucy same. yearwood with us so that'll be good yes yes She's i'll actually try time. and uh squeeze in some captain starfighter whatever his name is <laughs> we're talking about too many space
0: shows now aren't yeah we? Captain Spirit, yeah. Let's yeah. make Lucy play it as well, and we'll chat about it in more depth next episode. Um, you drank two beers. I did. Which did you prefer?
1: The Easy Peeler or the, was it the Triple Fruited Goza? goza. Triple yes. Fruited Goza. Um, I guess the, the real telling thing is I about mm. half of my Goza. I like it, but yeah. it's not beer. Um, I'm kind of in a shaded part of the lounge right now, so I wasn't super sweaty um to be honest so i didn't quite finish the easy peeler by the time i started the goza but i actually did reach for it and finish it absentmindedly okay so um it's gone this isn't and it wasn't gone when i should have been on this so uh it's gonna have to be the easy peeler um i think the big problem with the triple fruited goza for me wasn't necessarily the non-beeriness was just like Normally, you trade that off with, like, the sort of sour. The sour just wasn't there. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but this should have been the more sour. Okay. Um, And it just sort of was, like, with the sour understated, but just strong enough to take away the beer taste, the regular mm. beer taste. All I was left with was some, was some light, fruity notes that kind of didn't do a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I'm, which is really surprising because I, I think this might be my least favorite North brewing beer. Wow, like, okay. I, I can't think of another one from them that I've been so meh about. Yeah, Um yeah. And, the, and the Easy Peeler was okay. I mean, it was... it was. I wish the citrus was a little stronger given that it's branded as a citrus session IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt... The citrus kind of felt just as sort of dulled by the session strength as the IPA part. Like, So they meh, meh, meshed well, but I figure it could just be called like a session IPA... Without like it didn't, the citrus part didn't seem justified in the name because it was also kind of light. The yeah. nose was, was very tangerine, but the actual taste was less so.
0: Yeah, I think for me they've kind of um, because it's a session beer. They've um, they've I don't know whether it's come whether it was made before they made their juice box or not. I almost feel that maybe it's a, a lighter version of their juice box um you know like as we've done with kind of like magic rock with the cannonball run you could almost do the same sort of thing with with four Pure and do their easy peeler the juice box and then the deuce box uh, and move up through their kind of their more orangey citrus uh, flavored beers uh, yeah for me the easy peeler is is as you say it was kind of uh, it was nice but there wasn't enough to it whereas um the, the juice box is is a beer I really like it's got a, a lovely big citrus orange kind of hit a nice a nice amount of sweetness to it uh, the the deuce box um, takes that you know puts it up a little bit and adds that kind of alcohol sweetness to it as well mm. to give you a much bigger beer um, so yeah yeah I can I, I know exactly what you're what you're saying with the um, with the I was going to say juice box, but it's not with the easy peeler. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. For me, it's a hard one this week. Two very different beers, but I think the more I drank the cloud water, the uh, cloud water at Basque one trick pill pill, the more I kind of realised that it's um, that you know at first the flavours were merging very well into one another and that was balancing out very nicely. Actually, the more I drank it, the more it kind of just stuck to moving into that sort of that final kind of flavor that the, the fruits weren't kicking in so much. And there's that slight, um, that slight sourness to it kind of on the back end that, that kind of dominates almost um, through maybe the final third of my glass. And I think the parachute did it a little bit more for me this week. And light beer, a little bit of bitterness, a nice amount of fruit in there mm. as well. Uh, uh, just worked very well, kind of uh, the whole way through as a, as an entire beer, um, right. rather than the the cloud water, which I felt worked maybe best in the first, you know, third or first half of the beer, perhaps. Uh, so I think the the parachute from Pressure Drop is the beer of the I'm, week. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the better beer. I don't think the better beer, but the one I preferred definitely uh, uh, today. So yes. Some, some decent beers, some good beers this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of games. If people want to talk to you about games and beer,
1: how do they do so? Uh, you can reach me on all of the things. That's PlayStation, Xbox, Steam.
0: You have to change it because it's not all of the things. It's not Switch.
1: Uh, all the things but Twitch. Um, PlayStation, Xbox, although I don't really use an Xbox anymore and I haven't turned the PlayStation on for a while. Steam, <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter... Uh, at the Omniarch, T H E O M N I A R C H, or if you want to see my very dormant Twitch account, go to the underscore Omniarch. <laughs> it might get
0: used when Battlefield Five comes out, perhaps. Oh yeah, that's that a what thing. you used to That was what you used to uh, stream a lot, wasn't it? When we used to play Battlefield One, yeah. Together.
1: When I remembered yes. how to set it up.
0: Yeah, well, that's it exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. Just try and search for me and find me. You can be my friend and send me some <laughs> nice Steam coupons if you want to hear my thoughts about games, specific games that you want to send me coupons for. <laughs> uh, you can get all of us at TaggedUp underscore cast on Twitter or at at gmail.com if you want to send us some long-form stuff. We're also on Facebook at Out of Lives. Go there look at all of the other podcasts, go to outoflives.net to read lots of other articles and watch some videos and oh. various things all on the YouTubes and, and the websites and the Facebooks.
1: And if you like laughs, check out our newest podcast, This Next Act, <sighs> which is a bi-weekly, sorry, a fortnightly, I know it means the same thing, a fortnightly comedy <laughs> night, a uh, live comedy night um, for people trying out new stuff or trying out comedy for the first time in Bristol. At the Valindra, and uh, I am there making it a podcast. So check it out. So
0: you you say bi weekly and fortnight could be the same thing, but some people think bi weekly is twice a week. Do they really? Rather than every other week. Yeah.
1: But that's not how bi weekly works.
0: I've 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 had that conversation with no, people. so
1: so the biannual is every two years and semi annual yeah. is every yep. is every six months. I know, I know. So semi weekly would be the so, so, some people don't know how words work. That, that <laughs> <is>. <laughs> um, most of the internet, probably. Yeah. Um, Mo- as most we said.
0: of people, I think you'll find. Well, that's true, yes, yes. Go to outoflives.net. You can find us in lots of different places YouTube, the internet, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. Outoflives Pod. Uh, to be able to engage with us, talk to us about lots of different things games, beers, movies procedural tv shows from the 80s yeah whatever you want to discuss we are here um this episode is going up right at the beginning of the week we'll have another one for you towards the end of the week because we've missed a couple of weeks so this is the late episode but for another week or for a semi-week no we have been tanked up bye ciao